What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Cycle Shack Podcast. I'm Ivan Rodriguez from all the way up in the Hudson Valley in M-City, New York at Animal House Studios. I'm Ivan Rodriguez. It's today, September 2nd, 2018, Sunday, 9.44 p.m. Trying to record an excellent podcast for you to listen to and the best quality possible. Hopefully, I'm not too loud here. I'm tweaking up a lot of things in the studio. And uh, we hope we're not overmodulating here. I want to say that the Cycle Shack is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Before I say that, I want to tell you that the music you're listening to is brought to you by Technoax. Check out Technoax, that's T-E-K-N-O-A-X-E, and all his royalty-free music at Technoax.com, or go to YouTube and type in X... Technoax. <laughs> it happens. This is uncut. You're never going to hear me cover that up. How I say it is how it comes out. Technoax.com. Technoax on YouTube for all your royalty-free music. You're listening to it right now. All right. Let's get back to the Cycle Shack Podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to start a podcast ever. Record or upload high-quality audio. Host unlimited episodes and distribute everywhere with just one click. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned pro, there's never been a better way to podcast. Give it a shot. Download the app. It's it, the, the whole service is 100% free, guys. There's no signing up and pay as you go. There's no payment. There's zero. Okay? You pay nothing for this. I pay nothing to get you this content. You sign up now. It's free. Download the app to your phone or your, your Google device or your iPad. Download it uh, uh, on Apple on the Apple Store or Google Play. It's quick, it's fast, and easy. Anchor.fm, the easiest way to ever start a podcast. Whoa! Now that we got all that out the way. Woo! I said all that in one breath, one sitting. And that messed up. That's one thing I pride myself on is I never I never edit these podcasts. Let me back this audio down a little bit. I hear myself in the headphones. I'm blaring. I never I never I never edit my stuff. I don't like editing. It takes up too much time, and I just rather just put it out there. You know, it's that this isn't you know as professionals you try to be. You want to show the flaws in a podcast. That's just the way I feel a podcast should be. This isn't a radio show, although it's very similar. Uh, it's on the internet, but it's pretty much like radio on demand. It's not really radio per se. So uh, why edit it? Leave it, leave it the way it is, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's Sunday night, 9.47 PM now, September 2nd. And it's a sticky muggy night. Tomorrow's Labor Day folks. And, um, that's why I'm in the studio so late on a Sunday night. Otherwise I'd been, I'd have been upstairs watching the movie until it was time to go. I mean, me for work the following day. But, uh, yeah, I decided at the last second to create some content. You know, again, it's always crazy because I never know what to come up with when I do these shows. And uh, at the last second, at the last second, I'm always coming out and, um, you know, uh, thinking about what I want to do. So I actually got the notes for this show together. 
last night at about 9 p.m. sitting at my on my kitchen island. I've got a little TV set up there and I watch TV and I, I just came up with an idea. So I opened up my phone, opened up Google Notes and just started typing away, clicking some links and voila, I have about a half hour show set up. Uh, I only had about 10 minutes of material the whole week. And that's basically how it happens, man. I get that that, you know, creative block. And then uh, from one second to the next, it just it just just boom pops in my head, you know. So that's how we got today's show for you, man. Uh, a lot of ha- lot happened in September. A lot of rides, and I guess uh, a lot of events posted up on Facebook for motorcycle rides. I guess everybody's trying to get them in real quick. To uh, you know, we got literally. If you count September, we got two more months, six more weeks of pleasant weather. To ride in, man. This, this, that's it. This season's coming to a close soon. October. We let, let's hope we have a nice October, because July and August were horrible with the rain, man. And really, uh, it was, it was just, it was crazy. It was hard, man. I, I did a trip where you know it was pouring for two days straight. You know, and uh, I don't know. No, nobody wanted to do that. Right. Nobody wanted to ride in the rain. You know, you suit up, you got rain gear. That's all cool. But um, yeah. Anyway, if you've got questions, comments, or you want to t- uh, contact the show, check it out. The Cycle Shack Podcast at Gmail dot com is where you send any questions or comments, or check us out on Facebook at the Cycle Shack Podcast. I am behind on the web blog. I've been steering away from that. You know what? I I think that I'm possibly ready to throw in the towel on that. Only because it takes up so much of my time. The content that I have to throw up there requires me to be behind a computer for a few hours. And I just can't. I don't have the time. You know, life is happening. It's hard enough to come up with this material to do the podcast and um, to to do a blog. I don't know. You know what? I'm talking out of the... You know what I mean? I, I say that now, but then next thing you know, I start posting pictures and putting blogs up. So, you know what? I'm sorry the blog page is not updated, but we will update it as frequently as possible when we can. It'll possibly be more active in the wintertime when I can't ride and I'm trying to break that cabin fever. How's that, folks? That good enough? That works. Yeah, that, that that satisfies me. All right, man. First show topic: Hudson Valley Harley Davidson. I've been there about a dozen or so times, and um, I don't shop there. It, it tends to be the more, you know, I'm not going to admit it, the expensive of the Harley Davidsons. I guess it's because of the area it's located at in Rockland County. Not sure, but it's a great place. They've got a lot of stuff, a lot of merchandise, a lot of stuff to buy. And um, just like any other Harley, it's full of a lot of tchotchkes and signs and Harley uh, bar and shield stuff that you can buy. But uh, I will say that they do throw a hell of a bike night. That is for sure. And uh, bike night, the next bike night for anybody interested, I I went on Wednesday the 26th, which was last Wednesday. Not this past Wednesday that passed, the Wednesday before that. I'm not sure if I mentioned it in the other podcast. I probably did, but I'm mentioning it again now because I have a point to make. You know, this is a bike night that is like the premiere of bike nights because, number one, 
There are literally hundreds of people there. It gets crowded. You know what I mean? It, but it's nice. It's a nice, it's an older crowd. You know what I mean? It's not an immature crowd. It's an older crowd. You got clubs there. You got everybody there. It's from April through October. The bike night is usually every last Wednesday of the month. And in September, it's the second to last one. Wednesday, September 26th from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Bike night at Hudson Valley Harley-Davidson. The address is 33, Route 304, Nanuet, New York, 10954. For information, you can call them at 845-627-5500. These are the same owners that own Bergen County Harley-Davidson in Jersey. Same owner. Great place. Three to five dollar beers. Other drink specials from uh, the Spots Pop-Up Beer Garden. Uh, T-shirt gun launches T-shirts all nights. Games, giveaways. Live music by The Remedy. I'm going to get back to these guys because that's the reason why I'm bringing this topic back up again. Hot dogs on the grill, burgers, and so much more. Spread the word. Let me tell you, they throw a bike night. These people know how to party. On a Wednesday night, you know what? It feels great to go there and unwind with some friends. I don't smoke cigars, but I watch my friends smoke cigars. And, you know, we'll we'll eat, we'll talk bikes, we'll walk around, meet other people, talk bikes with them. It's great. Hudson Valley throws a nice spread. They have a band there that is top notch okay the music is performed by a group called the remedy now they do cover songs i'm not sure if some of their songs are are originals but i wanted to play if you go to my web on the uh, facebook for the cycle shack i posted them playing and the guitar playing that these guys do is awesome 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 and I wanted to play a little skit for you here because, man, I enjoyed this. You know, I went in. It was almost the end of the night. They were wrapping up pretty much. And they were playing the last song. It was the last call for beers. It was about 15 to 9. I want to say about 5 to 9 because they always go a little bit past 9. And went inside, used the restroom, came back out. These guys were jamming. So I said, you know what? Let me pull the camera out and record them real quick. And it was awesome, man. It was cool. So let me just uh, cue this up real quick. This is from the Facebook, uh, Cycle Shack Facebook page. I just want to cue up where I want you guys to hear the guitar riff. I mean, these guys are badass. And the way this guy plays the guitar, I mean, he caught me. I just sat there watching their music. Their sound engineer is precise, too. All those microphones were dead on. The, the all the musicians' uh, 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 um, instruments, the volume levels were awesome. Their microphone levels were awesome. This guy really knew how to do it, man. For for something for these guys performing out in the parking lot with pop up tents and a, and a wooden stage, this was uh, this was some top notch stuff. I mean, I'm into rock and roll and guitar riffs, so that's just me. But I don't know. Yeah, give it a listen. This is uh, at Hudson Valley Harley Davidson. You know what? Hold on a second here. I, I want to do these guys some justice. I want to. I don't want to mess up their names. They are called the Remedy. I was going to say the Revival. Ah, 
That would have sucked. It's a band called The Remedy, and they play perform at Hudson Valley Harley-Davidson. I'm actually going to try to talk to these guys when I go on the 26th and see if I can uh, just make a contact there, maybe have them on the podcast, or I, I don't know. Just find out where they perform and uh, just find out some more information about them. But check this out. This audio was captured from my phone, by the way. Listen to that guitar. I love this stuff. I love guitar riffs. Favorite part coming up. Listen to these guys, man. Who's not going to like this? I loved it. You can hear me screaming, saying, that boy's jamming on that guitar. <laughs> I got to give these guys props, man. I got Awesome guitar playing. Awesome music for something that you hear for free in the parking lot of a Hudson Valley Harley Davidson dealership. This is awesome. And that's it. We were ending the video there. Awesome guitar playing by these guys. The Remedy. Nice. Bikes are flowing in and out. Bikes are just whizzing, whiz, you know, whizzing right by while they're playing. Awesome, awesome setup. Awesome place to be. So you got to check these guys out. Hudson Valley Harley Davidson. Again, they throw a top notch bike night for it being free it is awesome it is awesome so let me back out of this a second sorry guys hmm all right so Again, Hudson Valley Harley Davidson. If you guys are there, give them a, you know, give them a look. Check them out on the web. HDHudsonValley.com. Give them a look. See. Uh, yeah, HDHudsonValley.com. I'm actually gonna look up these guys, the remedy, in a few. You know what? Let's look them up right now. Let me Google search these guys. You can hear me typing in the background. Hmm. There's a group called The Remedy, but, uh, hmm. No, there's a song called The Remedy by Jason Mraz. Okay.
Yeah, I don't know that, that this is these guys, man. The Remedy Band. Remedy, Hudson Valley Music. Here we go. Hudson Valley Music, The Remedy Band. Hmm. I don't know that these were the guys either. Well, I'm spending an awful lot of time on this. Hudson Valley Music, The Remedy, The Remedy Band, Facebook. Da, 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 da. Let's see if this is them. Hmm. I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to have to find these guys uh, uh, the day of and talk to them. Say what's up and go from there. I got people jumping on saying what's up to me online at the Psycho Shack page. All right, so. All right, let me get my head out of the clouds here. My attention's being uh, distracted. Anyway, killing time here. So, just had an awesome time at Hudson Valley Harley-Davidson, wrapping that up. And uh, we're going to 26, so we're going to try to take some more video and uh, try to talk to these guys, the Remedy and the band. They do a great job, fantastic job of playing. They do more than a great job. So, techradar.com, surfing the web, looking for some new material to put out there for the podcast. And I stumbled upon an article by Tech Radar on Tesla. Apparently, Tesla is coming out with a semi-truck. The title is, and it's by David Neal, August 27, 2018, at techradar.com. The Tesla semi-truck is already crossing the U.S. alone. You got to see this thing. It's literally something that looks like it's out of the movie Logan. If you've seen the last Wolverine movie, Logan, the trucks that they're trying to avoid from getting hit from on the road, they're driving by themselves. There's no driver. That's what this thing looks like. It's a big tractor-trailer, 18-wheeler with an aerodynamic front end, and there's nobody in the driver's seat. And it's got the Tesla logo right in the front. So it's probably battery-operated. This thing looks like it's barreling down the highway. Check this out, and I'm quoting because I'm reading the article. So while a lot of recent focus, <laughs> a lot of recent focus, <laughs> A lot of recent focus on the Tesla has centered around the production of the Model 3. Let's not forget that the company has a few other self-driving vehicles in the works. One of those is the Tesla semi-truck. It seems to be covering a lot of distance without any help. These things are already out there. Testing on the roads. After Electrek reported that the semi had called in on trucking giant J.B. Hunt, none other than Tesla boss Elon Musk tweeted that the vehicle was driven across the country alone using existing Tesla supercharger network, which is a quite which is quite a feat considering it's still 
early days for the Tesla Semi. So, you see, that scares me. Without really any real big testing, they just threw this thing on the road. Musk doesn't actually mean the truck did everything by itself. A backup driver would have still been on board. But it means there was no escort, no backup vehicles, no reliance on the still-to-come megacharger stations that will give the trucks the necessary juice needed while on the road. So they are battery-operated. They must take a shit ton of batteries, let me tell you, to get a tractor-trailer barreling down the highway and get getting across country, no less. Hmm. In other words... Even though the Tesla Semi is still a proto in the prototype stage and a while away from production, it can already get across the U.S. using the charging stations designed for cars without any other vehicles or teams there to provide assistance. It's a welcome bit of positive news for Tesla as it struggles as it, bleh, see no editing as it struggles to make its Model Three cars profitable and find the cash supplies that mean it will be able to press forward with more ambitious projects the vehicles are pioneering both the vehicles are pioneering both electric propulsion and self-driving technology which means a lot of different pieces making up the overall jigsaw you ain't lying there's still no word on the tesla semi when the tesla semi will be in production but it comes with a different set of considerations to the Tesla cars. Managing a huge amount of weight, being able to travel autonomously in convoy, for example, across the country. Tesla self-driving electric truck has a 200 to 300 mile range. Wow. That is awesome technology, don't get me wrong. But you know what? Me being a, 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 a you know, I, even me being driving a car, I'd worry. Because again, how, what's to prevent this thing from going haywire and just picking up speed and not slowing down? You know what I mean? What are the safeties in place? They should have discussed that in this article. I just wanted to bring that to the attention of everybody because motorcyclists especially. You never know what's going to happen on the road, man, let alone, you know what that is? I'd freaking bug out. I see a new truck on the road. Well, look at this aerodynamic truck. I'm, I'm barreling down the road doing 75, 80 miles an hour. Hang to the left, blow by a truck, look at the driver's seat. I mean, normally I give a quick little glance at the driver's seat just so that I know he saw me or, or he looks at me. Once I know he saw me, then I'll just throttle up and head on out of there. Imagine looking up at the driver's seat of that truck and not seeing a driver. <laughs> no bueno. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> That's unbelievable, man, really. So, it's that time of year, guys. Mm. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water because I'm flapping my gums a little too much. It's that time of year when we celebrate the life of a motorcycle pioneer, a genius, an artist, one of my favorite, 
<clears throat> excuse me, one of my favorite motorcycle artists, bike builder ever. Second being, and, and I say, well, now first, only because this person passed, Jesse James of West Coast Choppers, formerly of West Coast Choppers, because he sold the place. He's number two in my book as far as the most intriguing choppers and an artist. But number one, we're celebrating his life, his passing 14 years ago, August 30th, 2004, as he was performing for a huge audience in North Carolina at a biker event while filming Biker Build-Off for Discovery Channel as he was competing against Mondo Porus of Denver's Choppers. That man, the legend, Indian Larry. Born Indian Larry D. Schmidt, and excuse me if I didn't pronounce that correct. April 28th, 1949. Passed August 30th, 2004. Was a noted motorcycle builder, artist, stunt rider, and biker. He first became known as Indian Larry in the 1980s when he was riding the streets of New York City on a chopped Indian motorcycle. Respected as an old-school chopper builder, Larry sought greater acceptance of choppers being looked upon as an art form. He became interested in hot rods and motorcycles at the early at an early age and was a fan of Von Dutch and Ed Big Daddy Roth, whom he would later meet in California. Wide acknowledgement of Indian Larry's talent only came to fruition in the last few years of his life. He died in 2004 from injuries sustained in a motorcycle accident while performing at a bike show on his bike, Grease Monkey, which was featured in Easy Riders magazine in September 1998. In 2001, Indian Larry participated in the Discovery Channel program Motorcycle Mania 2, followed by three different biker build-off series programs. During this period, he built the motorcycles known as Daddy-O or the Rat Fink, Wild Child, and the Chain of Mystery. Indian Larry was born in Cornwall on the Hudson up here in New York State, Hudson Valley. April 18, 1949. April 28th, I'm sorry, 1949. Grew up in Newburgh, New York area. Newburgh, New York, town of New Windsor, it says here. Oldest of three children. I'm not going to get into his entire life, but um, when asked about his experience of being uh, sorry, I lost my uh, lost track here. So, Larry shared a shop along with Paul Cox, Fritz Schenick, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Steg von Heinz, and Frank. They formed a crew at Cycle Cycles, Psycho Cycles, <laughs> Cycle Cycles, Cycle Cycles in New York's Lower East Side beginning in the early 1990s. During this period, they created a distinct New York City chopper style. In 2000, Larry and his friends opened up Gasoline Alley in Brooklyn. Larry was credited with 
helping to repopularize the stripped down tall handlebar, foot clutch, jockey shift, no front brake, no front brake, <laughs> or fender, small gas tank, open piped, kickstart only stock rake choppers that prevailed in the 1960s. Before front ends became popular, Larry explained during his first biker build off, he preferred the nimbleness in a bike so he could ride at high speeds along the mountain switchbacks. When building a chopper, Larry could draw upon what he knew and what he had mastered over the years in the fields of mechanics, welding, and metal fabrication. Among custom chopper builders, Indian Larry was known and respected for having mastered the old-school style of building and remaining loyal to it. Larry considered himself to be a gearhead originally and was rooted in the hot rod culture of the 1950s and 60s. During the biker build-off period in 2003 and 2004, Larry's appreciation for the modern horsepower for modern horsepower and twin carburetors for increased fuel air intake was expressed in his builds. Larry explained, "I am a chopper builder, old-time, old-school chopper builder." but I like the modern technology that's involved. So the bikes run better, perform better, and we have more fun on them. In the art of building a bike, Larry preferred old school methods and didn't use CNC machines. He favored Paco rigid frames and panhead motors. Good choice. Larry liked being able to see all the nuts and bolts in the mechanics of the bike rather than concealing them. Those were the elements in the bike's construction. The way that Larry approached bike building was evident early on. The man who taught Larry the craft of using a welding torch said he remembered Larry not wanting to grind down his welds. If they were good, he felt you should show your craftsmanship. I like that style. Me personally, I loved his bikes. To me, he was the chopper builder. You saw the polished aluminum or polished steel, polished chrome, uh, polished copper, whatever it was he used. You saw all the little gadgets, gizmos, sprockets, thingamajigs, doohickeys, everything. He made everything a form of art on his bikes. Along with a little paint. They were beautiful. They were beautiful to see. If anybody gets a chance, you get on YouTube and type in Great Biker Build-Off. That's, that's what it was called back in the days, the Great Biker Build-Off. Indian Larry versus Billy Lane, which was one of my favorites. Because in that one, I mean, it was the all-time favorite. You had to build your bike and ride it to the event or else you were disqualified from the Biker Build-Off competition. Billy Lane had problems getting his bike going. They told Larry. You can either have him forfeit and you declare yourself the winner. Or you can give him more time and see if uh, he gets his bike on the road. And the, the class act that he is, he says, nah, that don't seem right. We came here to ride. And he went over, pulled out tools and helped Billy Lane get his bike going so that they could ride together to the event. How great was that? Awesome man, awesome legend. Indian Larry. The Grease Monkey himself. So, what's happening is, the guys that honor his memory, 
by keeping his shop going, Indian Larry Motorcycles. It was first called Indian Larry Legacy on his first passing. Now it's called Indian Larry Motorcycles. It was taken over by another owner. But they keep his traditions alive. They try to keep his his traditions and bike building alive. They've been doing a great job uh, mimicking his style, so to speak. So every year since his passing in 2003, 2003, 2004, it's been 14 years. This is the 14th year. On Saturday, September 15th, 2018, is the Grease Monkey block party in honor of Indian Larry, the Grease Monkey himself. That time of year again, it says here on the webpage. September 15th marks the most anticipated party in the motorcycle community, the 15th annual Grease Monkey block party. We use this time to celebrate everything Larry loved. Surrounded by kick-ass bikes, ice-cold beers, delicious barbecue, music, and more. The block party is free to enter and enjoy. Pay as you go. Food, drink are available to everyone who enters. Vendors will be in and out in full force to sell their unique products. A showroom will be open selling t-shirts, parts. VIP passes will be available uh, as deal packages. Free collectible block party merchandise. Free food, drink coins, etc., etc. So September 15th, 11 a.m., And, yeah, you know what? Every once in a while, I still, to this day, jump on YouTube, get on my Apple TV, and watch the biker build-offs of yesteryear, and I got to stare at that guy building those bikes. It's been 14 years of watching those reruns, and I never get tired of it. I go back and I look at the pictures online. I love those bikes. That's, That's the way I would love to have a bike. If I owned a chopper. And again, we're paying homage to the Grease Monkey himself, Indian Larry. What else we got here? Well, we're going to wrap it up. But before we do, everybody's waiting for the anticipated premiere of the Mayans. It's the new motorcycle genre of shows coming out by Kurt Sutter himself Mayans MC a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy and uh, just want to give a quick overview of the cast the premiere already happened two days ago it's airing uh, it is airing this Tuesday two days from now today's the second it's airing the fourth at 9 p.m. on FX Networks and uh, the star of the show, the main character, J.D. Pardo, okay? He plays Ezekiel Easy Reyes as the Mayans prospect, a very complicated past. Easy never wanted to be part of the MC. He had his own life. Intelligent young man. But something draws him to the MC. Another fellow cast member, Edward James Olmos. He plays Easy's dad. Easy and Angel's dad, because apparently he has a brother on the show called Angel. Felipe Reyes. Knows that the Mayans is deading a challenge. Whatever that meant. 
So the show's geared around Trump's accusations <laughs> that Mexico brings drugs and rapists to America. It's going to be a difficult journey, almost admits. You also have Sarah Bolger, Easy Reyes's former childhood sweetheart, who plays his love interest in the Mayans. You have Michael Irby, plays Bishop, president of the Santo Padre Charter of the Mayans Motorcycle Club along the Mexicali border. This dude got a gringo name, but he looks as Mexican as can be. Clayton Gardenas plays Angel Reyes, full patch member of the Mayans, who brings in his little brother, Easy Reyes, into Mayans MC. And... <laughs> Kurt Sutter and Katie Segal, his wife. Kurt Sutter made sure to write a brief cameo for his wife, who memorably played Gemma Teller in Sons of Anarchy. But don't go looking for a strong matriarch in this iteration. He took the mandate away. So she's going to be making a quick cameo on the show, huh? Wonder is what. So you also have uh, Raul Max Trujillo, vice president of the charter. And you have another gentleman here, uh, Danny Pino, drug cartel kingpin. Cultivated a necessary relationship with the Mayans from the Galindo cartel. Okay. This guy looks like Benicio Del Toro, but he's not. <laughs> this guy is Antonio Jaramillo, secretary of the MC. You also have Richard Cabral. El Coco plays a full patch member who knows his way around guns and is a former army sharpshooter and weapons specialist. Some familiar faces here. Maurice Comte, last seen on Power. Plays a DEA agent who's looking to take down the Galindo cartel. And you finally have Carla Barada. Uh, good intentions uh, for the people of Mexico, but some of her decisions, well, I don't know who she is. She doesn't really say. And then you got the man himself, Emilio Rivera. Mayans MC founder Marcus Alvarez in Sons of Anarchy. He'll reprise his role in Mayans. But this time he's known as El Padrino, which means the Godfather. I just want to keep my job and stay alive, Alvarez says on the new show. You can die at any time. <laughs> so that's the quick bio of the cast not bio but just a quick introduction of the cast it stars it starts this tuesday the 4th 9 p.m on fx networks it's gonna be good it's gonna be real good i know i can't wait that's for sure 
That's all we got, folks. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Cycle Shack Cycle Shack Podcast. Once again, if you like any of this music you hear, check it out, technoax.com or on YouTube, Technoax. T-E-K-N-O-A-X-E for all your royalty-free music. Cycle Shack Podcast, once again, is brought to you by Anchor.fm. The easiest way to start a podcast. It's quick, fast, free, and easy. So check it out, anchor.fm. Thanks for listening, folks. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you hitting the download button, the Cycle Shack Podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can check us out. Send me questions. Send me comments. Or on Facebook at the Cycle Shack Podcast, which has the link for my blog page that I will try to update every once in a while. So again... If you're on iTunes, please give the show a quick rate, one to five stars. Tell us what you think about the show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. It's going to be a hot one this week. As the kids go back to school, it's going to be hot, sticky, and muggy. I'll see you guys. Keep the rubber side down. Peace.